Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 173. It still boggles my mind that we've got that many. We're going to go right into my guest. We have a lot of information to cover. My guest is Monty Singleton. Uh, Monty uh, reached out to me, got my attention, and I thought, you know, he's got some good information. Let's put him on, uh, on the show, and we're going to share that information. So I just wanted to welcome Monty to the show. Monty, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Richard. Huge fan. Well, I appreciate that. This episode, we're going to talk about the fact why this is going to be an interesting because, Monty, you and I have talked a little bit before the show, but we're going to talk about why you're here on the show um, because you have a Kickstarter campaign going right now. But by the time most people listen to this episode, it's probably going to be too late for them to respond or support the project. Um, the project, just to let all the listeners know, it isn't doing particularly well compared to the goal that you were trying to achieve. But I wanted right. you on because um, you did something smart. I think you've done your campaign smart. And I think that the reason it, it's not doing well has nothing to do with the campaign or anything other than just time. And uh, we're going to talk about why you had some time constraints there. But I also wanted to share pe with people how you got my attention. Because I think if people understood how you got my attention – one, they'll all try to get more of my attention, but that's not the point here. The point is, is that they'll figure out and realize, oh, this is what, this is how you do it. And I think that's why I wanted you on the show. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, really appreciate it. Let's talk about your project a little bit. Uh, tell us about what it's called and how people can find it. Okay. So would you like me to discuss the blog aspect of it or the video game aspect of it? The video game right now, just the Kickstarter. Let's just tell people what, what you're trying to raise money for and kind of where you're at with that. Okay. So the project is called ghost and goblins demon world. It's our first project with a company that was just launched two months ago with the focus of reimagining classic arcade games for future generations. So ghost and goblins is an old arcade game, right? So it's a, it's a franchise uh, from Capcom and they haven't had a non-portable version of it since uh, 22 years ago, so what, what 1991. That, what does that mean, non-portable? Okay, so um, the genesis of uh, my company is because of the OUYA um, contest where the developer funds are doubled if you succeed funding. Hang on, sorry. Ooh. Hang on. Let's, let's, let's uh, clarification here. OUYA, most of the listeners are probably familiar. OUYA was a open-source Kickstarter game console. Correct. Right. And they're right. And Ouya's goal is to take the best of the gaming console world, the best of the portable tablet and phone world and combine it. So their goal is let's take the low cost and um, variety of applications on smartphones and tablets and make it a home console that connects to a large television and a joystick. All right. So and, and then what they've done is they've said, okay, and to prime the pump here, we're going to offer kind of this bonus money, right? Explain how that works. Yes. So what sells consoles are games. You need a hit game exclusively tied to a console, and that sells the console. So what they're doing is saying, okay, we need to find some hit games. Let's give some of our Kickstarter money back to the community because they raised over like $10 million or so. And so they're doing a contest saying, if you can make us a hit game and give us exclusive access to it for six months, we'll double your Kickstarter goal. 
So, uh, so okay. So I want to make a game. I figure out that it's going to cost me this much money to make the game. And then I can actually cut that goal in half because if I hit my funding goal, we just said, hey, we'll, we'll make up the difference. Exactly. So our budget's $100,000, but we're you know only asking for 50000 because of the contest. Right, because Uliya's a promise to – how do you get that money? I mean, so, how, is it first come, first serve? How does that work? Yeah, so it's first come, first serve when it comes to um, having your place in line. Uh, the, the website's freethegamesfund.com. But basically, um, if you're first uh, – they have a million dollars, and uh, whoever takes the money first um, gets it. So – if you had one game raise a million bucks, one person would get it. If you have 10 games with uh, $100,000 each, that's the end of it. So I thought the money was going to be gone in December, which is why I, I hit the ground running so quickly. But basically, you get 50% of the money when you give them a beta, 25% of the money when the game launches on Ouya, and 25% of the money when the exclusivity period ends. Okay. And, and, and now our listeners are going to understand a little bit. You saw this and realized that with your skills and abilities that you could actually put this together and put a project out there and possibly raise some funds, but you're realizing that the money could run out. And so time was of an essence here. So you've only had a couple of months to actually build this up and pursue this pot of gold that's kind of sitting at the end of the rainbow, right? Exactly. So I first heard about the contest in August and then, then I spent a couple of weeks thinking, okay, um, what is my idea to give them a hit game? Um, and then I basically saw how quickly the money was going, and I thought, money is probably going to be gone in December. I'm just going to go for it. And if it doesn't work, um, fine. But having, you know, being able to cut your funding goal in half is a pretty good motivator. It is. Um, and the way they're doing it, because Kickstarter has some rules about giving money back and forth and that type of thing, but they're basically just saying, look, we'll just, you know, come to us with a project. We don't care where you get them. Do they care where they got the money, or does it have to come off a of Kickstarter? I guess they don't care. Um, it has to come off a of Kickstarter, and when the contest first launched it, uh, people were actually gaming the system. So they would say, "Hey, Dad, you know, can you, you know, give me ten grand?" And you know, "Hey, Grandma, can I get ten grand?" Kind of thing. Um, so they changed the rules to where you actually have to have, you know, if it's like. A $50,000 project, you have to have over 300 backers. Right. Because yeah. one of the things we've always argued here on the show that when it comes to crowdfunding, it's not funding that's the problem. That's not the scarcity. It's the crowd that's scarce. One person can go in and fake a $10,000 pledge, but you can't fake 300 backers easily. Exactly. And Ouya's goal is to promote their console and to sell their console. So they want as many backers as possible. Right, right. I think this is a great idea. So this is what you did. You put your project out there. Ghosts and Goblins has been out there. It's got about two weeks to go. You have a $50,000 goal. And uh, Monty, I hate to ask you this. How are you doing towards your goal? I'm about 6%. So, um, you know, not good. Not good. Not good. Now, we say that with a smile. You've got a great uh, uh, attitude about this. But we weren't here to talk about why your project's failing. That's actually not what we're here to talk about because I, and this is what I said earlier, is I think you've done everything right. You've got a great project here and I think it has a lot of elements of success. You just didn't have the the runway, the ramp up time necessary to, to get this off and going. So let's talk about some of the challenges because you and I've noticed some of your tweets and comments and uh, you and, and I have talked about this. One of your biggest challenges has been simply 
the awareness of Kickstarter itself, right? Oh yeah. Um, that's one thing that caught me off guard. I knew that coming out, you know, it, putting a, a project from where the company didn't even exist to a full campaign in two months, I knew that would be a challenge, but I didn't think explaining the concept of Kickstarter and teaching people how to pledge had no idea that would be an issue. Particularly in the video game space, because as, uh, as uh, listeners might know, the gaming space, board games and video games, has become the number one funding category. And so you would think that, hey, if these people are interested in video games, they've heard of Double Fine, they've heard of Wasteland 2, they've heard of um, all of these video games that are out there raising insane amounts of money on Kickstarter, and yet you're discovering that that's not quite the case. Right. And our, two, one thing that's different, you know, with our goal is to reimagine classic arcade games. So our demographics a little bit different and, um, it's, it's console based. So we're saying we want it on the console in the living room with the joystick and the television. Whereas a lot of these big kickstarters are download it to your computer, play it on your computer. Uh, right, right, right. Traditional, more modern type video. I don't know. Um, Yes, so different. It's very different. But one of yeah, the things like, that... Go ahead. I was going to say, the person that's gaming on their computer is much more tech-savvy, much more hardcore than, say, the average person that buys a Nintendo Wii U. Right. Um, exactly right. And in this case, the reason you're here on the show isn't to talk about your project here, which I think is awesome. People should go take a look at Ghosts and Goblins. But you got my attention. And I don't know if you meant to get my attention, but you got my attention, and I realized that I, the way you got my attention was instructional for my listeners, and I wanted to bring you on the show and kind of talk about that. So talk about, from your perspective, what you've been doing to kind of end up here talking to me right now. Right. So since uh, my challenge of, uh, you know, funding a game from, you know, idea to... to uh, to fruition is a big one. I thought, okay, I just want to learn about as much as I can about this process as possible. I want to talk to as many fans of the retro gaming community as I can. I want to learn more about Kickstarter. I actually thought that I was savvy with Kickstarter because I've backed projects before, but from a creator's perspective, I had no idea. And not only you know, do I not have any idea, the majority of the population has no idea. And uh, you know, as I've been talking to people, I've been saying, Okay, listen to the Richard Bliss Funding Your Dream podcast. And I've also been keeping my own notes on my own blog just to make Kickstarter awareness happen and let them know what it's like from a creator's point of view. So let's talk about that blog. So you heard, you got, I have not done, honestly, I have not done a great job of pushing the awareness of my podcast. It's almost been all word of mouth. A few folks out there have put my player on their blog, but it's almost been all word of mouth. And so it's been great from that standpoint. Uh, but in your case, you started to uh, build a blog, take your notes, and uh, you kind of reached out to me, um, and it was just recent. So tell the listeners kind of what your philosophy was to kind of get somebody's attention like me. Okay. So I know that your goal of your show is to educate people on how to run the best Kickstarter uh, as possible from the perspective of somebody that has never done it before. And so... I thought, okay, I've never done this before. Here's everything I'm learning. I'm gonna, you know, blog it and document it um, to uh, basically to show 
um, people what it's like, you know, from my point of view, because I'm your audience. You know, uh, there's the people that are doing this for the first time, you know, I think are your, your core audience there. And so everything I'm learning, I think that you would um, find interesting to share. And then, yes, but it, and I have to admit, I get people reaching out to me saying, oh, I've learned this, I've learned that. But uh, what you did that was different is that you created a list, right? You created a list of tools that you were finding helpful for your project. Even though your project isn't succeeding at the level that other people would say, oh, you know, what does he know what he's talking about? I looked at your list and I said, wow, he knows what he's talking about. And I'm realizing that the project is struggling only because, again, awareness and time and not because you don't know what you're doing. So let's talk real quick about these tools because you sent me a, a tweet and said, here's my top 10. What would you say? It was like my top 10 list of tools. What do you think? Right. Top 10 apps for a successful Kickstarter. And the reason, okay, so the reason I created this list is because of your podcast. You said that the most important thing basically for a successful Kickstarter um, is just to never quit talking. So because of that philosophy, I basically took the strategy of, okay, I'm going to spend the next 20 hours a day for 20 days just talking to everybody I can, learning everything I can, and here are the tools I'm using to never quit talking. I mean, I'm only sleeping four hours a day. Um, so yeah, this so you, is completely off your philosophy. Yep. You launched a blog called, it's at blog.tweeting2020.com. Yes. Right? And it's tweeting 20 hours a day for 20 days to fund my first Kickstarter, and which I found was a little crazy, but that got my attention. And then you have these 10 tools, uh, Kickstarter tools, to help people be successful on Kickstarter. Um, let's talk about those. Uh, we've, got about, we've got about six minutes left, so let's just go through these and talk about it. Um, these 10 tools that you put together to actually be successful on Kickstarter. So number one. Number one is Facebook. And my thing was that Facebook is, is you never want to post an update just for people to check out your Kickstarter you want to individually contact every person, send them a private email, and reach out to them, talk to them, ask them what they're doing, what they're up to, because these are your friends you're talking about. And then, you know, uh, mention your Kickstarter for something that you think they'd be interested in. So when you say Facebook, you're not just saying throw this up on your timeline. You're actually talking about using Facebook as an email distribution list and sending these people personal communications to every single person. Exactly. People that you think would be interested. I mean, uh, so right. yeah, so. Right. You're not spamming them. You're not spamming them. You're not just like, here's my Kickstarter. Come take a look. Because what exactly. you're discovering is that you reach out to them, you tell them, and then they come back and they say, what's Kickstarter? Exactly. And I'm getting individual responses. And surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't even know how to pledge because they're just watching the video and the video ends and they're like, what do you want me to do? Do you want. Right. My, because they're watching the yeah. video through, they might be watching the video through Facebook. They are, yeah, so right. exactly. And, which means they're not even getting to the, okay. So number two. Number two is Twitter. And um, I'm talking to as many people as I can, like yourself, on Twitter. I'm using an application called TweetDeck, and that lets me set up a, you know, an air traffic controller section to where I can have lots of conversations with lots of people all at once. Okay, so TweetDeck on Twitter. Most of my listeners are going to be familiar with Twitter. And a lot of them will be familiar with TweetDeck. Number three, you have email. What does that mean? Email sounds like an obvious one, but my main thing is, is I really like using an application like Outlook, a piece of software that's quick, because if you have a Kickstarter where people are interested in it, 
you get a huge flood of information coming from Twitter notifications, comment notifications, questions about the project. Um, not only that, people come out and they want to help you. So they'll say, hey, you should promote your project to these 10 websites or you need to talk to this person. You need a place to funnel all this information into and then you need a, a system to actually document it. So my thing is, is I'm always on my inbox. These things come in. I, you know, I read them. I respond to anybody that makes a comment or has a question and then I file it if it has some important information in it. Okay. Uh, which, and if people look at your blog, you've got a little bit more information there. It's very helpful. Number four, FanBridge. Right. So FanBridge is a mailing list program. And I just, I, I didn't put it on my Kickstarter website because I didn't want to confuse people even more. But I did put it on um, like the Phantasm Studios website, which is uh, the primary company. So if people want to be kept in the loop via email, they still can be. Um, okay. some and, so, and, still and it's like, like MailChimp and Constant Contact. Is that what it's kind of like? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So they just, it's a widget. They type in their email address and you can contact them that way. Okay. Dropbox is your number, number five. Right. So I use Dropbox and then I also use Documents to Go. What this allows me to do is use Word and Microsoft Excel to basically sort everything. So for example, if I want to keep an Excel spreadsheet of top Kickstarter podcasts, I would call the Excel spreadsheet that, put Funding the Dream in there, and then I can reference it and go back to it and actually follow up on it. And I have a list for if my campaign fails this time, I know exactly what I need to do next time and the resources to access. Number six is Chrome. Chrome. Okay, so the reason why I like Chrome is because you can synchronize all your bookmarks on all your devices. I'm using a laptop, a desktop, a smartphone, and a tablet. I sign into Chrome. I can go to all the forms I'm posting in through bookmarks, and they're synchronized on all the areas. So if I'm talking to 20 different people in 20 different forums, every morning I get up, boom, check the first forum, check the second forum, go through them all um, through Chrome bookmarks. Got it. Okay. Go to my number seven, go to my PC. Right. So with the 20 hours a day in 20 days thing, um, sitting in one area for 20 hours is exhausting. So what I use go to my PC for is I install it on my desktop that has two monitors next to it. And then I use my laptop to control the desktop. And so I'll work for four hours in my home office. And then I'll go up into the living room and I'll work another four hours by controlling my home office computer. And then I'll go to Starbucks and I'll work another four hours and I constantly just move so I can put 20 hours in in a day and it doesn't feel like it. All right. And then number eight, uh, Kickstarter app. Right. So the Kickstarter app's awesome because it doesn't annoy me. Um, basically, if a pledge comes in, a comment comes in, a little notification comes up, but my phone doesn't you know, constantly beep and buzz. So backer comes in, I immediately swipe my phone, tap on it, say, thank you so much for um, you know, pledging. Um, if you know anyone interested, please share that link. And I actually use my Dropbox with that to where I have a word template where I have just like kind of a, a generic letter and I customize it for the person, but I copy and paste in this little blurb so I can work faster. So I'll say like, you know, um, oh, thank you for buying our shadow box or for pledging for the shadow box. That's 10 times the amount where we were asking for. That's fantastic. And then I kind of paste the generic part. But the key thing is to always personalize it just a little bit. And then number nine is Voxer. 
right. v, that's V-O-X-E-R. And we only have a, a, a few seconds left. So what's Voxer? Voxer is like a CB radio with scheduled delivery. So it's like texting with your voice. And why would you use that? Okay, so I'm constantly talking to people. And so I had somebody I was talking to that was cooking breakfast, but he wanted to talk to me. He didn't want to text me. So he wanted the intimacy of voice. So instead, I'm getting these little instant messages through voice of questions he's having, and I respond through question. So it's like if you and I were talking over the course of a day, back and forth through little texts, but they're voice recordings instead of text. Got it. I'll have to try that one uh, with one of my podcasts I, that I've been working on. And then the last one, and we're, and we're out of time. The last one is number 10, and you just have a question. What's your favorite? I'm going to throw that one in there. Obviously, funding the dream, right? That's right. That's what I'm going to change it to right after we get off the phone. <laughs> oh, you can leave it just as it is. Uh, Monty, this has been great for you to uh, share. It's always tough uh, when you have a project that's not doing well to come and just kind of talk about it. Um, there's no shame in that. You've done a great job, and I appreciate you putting the 10, these 10 items together for people to listen to. I think it's incredibly valuable. Tell us again where people can go to read your blog. Tweeting2020.com. Uh, that's 2020. So blog. right now it comes up as blog.tweeting2020.com. Don't, and I'm that's telling right. people, don't put in www, just tweeting2020.com. Monty, thanks you very much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Huge fan. Thanks for your help. Oh, you're welcome. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Monty Singleton. His project from Phantasm Studios is called Goblins and, no, excuse me, Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, his project is out there live right now. It's going to be running for another couple of weeks. He's got 10 great tools that you can use for your Kickstarter project. Go check it out at tweeting2020.com. I've been inspired by what I've heard. I know you have. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>